Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Folks, it is Meltdown Central (laughs) over at Twitter and amongst the media and amongst the radical leftists. They are, they they can't deal with this. This, I mean, we are tiptoeing around the same sort of response that we had or that they had after the 2016 election. When President Trump, you know, was announced the winner and they screamed at the universe and they cried. And I I remember, I think I've shared this on here. Who was it? I had a Fetty Kate. <laughs> you, you all remember Fetty Kate. She uh, she was helped us here for some time. And she, I think it was her. Now that I say that, I'm not sure. Someone had a cousin or a friend that had a roommate so it wasn't the relative or friend it was the relative or friend's roommate after the 2016 election um, the roommate stayed in the room and cried and wouldn't go to class for a week because president trump won the election hillary did not and there was mourning mourning my friends around the world we had campuses cancel finals you remember all this stuff Folks, I was thinking about this, and we'll get into this as the program comes together today. But I really think, and I've looked at this, I've read some definitions. Today's radical left, the people that behave like this, I understand. Look, if, if you are of the belief that what Twitter was doing was good, which, by the way, I fully, 100% think you are wrong about that. Twitter was not protecting anybody, well, except for the radical left, and their agenda. Twitter was not doing truth a service. Twitter was not doing um, free speech a service, political discourse a service. They were interested in advancing a political ideology. So I want to make sure that that's abundantly clear. But, you know, someone can disagree and think that Twitter's way was better. Again, I think that argument can be decimated pretty quickly, but that's okay. You can have that opinion. But what I really don't understand, what I really don't understand is the reaction, the reaction that people have, these extreme reactions. Look, when Trump didn't win and, well, I'll let you insert your own words there. By the way, in saying that, YouTube had taken down, I'll talk about this too, YouTube took down one of our shows. And the show was, I think, over a year old. I'm going to have maybe Oz look into that so we can find exactly which one it was. I just got notified yesterday. It appears, Mr. Huff, that your show violates our policies. I think, by the way, we should prepare to get ready for that. I think we should prepare to expect more um, censorship in response to what's going to happen at Twitter. Anyway, that's a side note, and... We'll get, uh, we'll get to that. But I think these radical leftists, 
these radical leftists who are having these extreme, over-the-top, infantile, they're not even juvenile, these are straight, infantile reactions. These people, I think, are narcissists. Who in the world thinks that they are, that they are that important to where we should should stop and feel sorry and oh you poor thing twitter was sold to elon musk are you gonna make it through the day get a life get a life my friend by the way email todd at toddhuffshow.com thoughts questions feedback and of course adoration and praise will always be accepted at that email address you know i i I look at this i look at the reactions the meltdown and there's a lot of it i mean there's Reports coming out of um, you know out of Twitter, and where did I see that? I'm I'm trying to see where I actually had that. I thought I had it in this list, this stack of stuff, but I must have placed that placed that elsewhere. Here it is: Fox News yesterday headline: Twitter employees distraught over Musk buyout, too in shock to speak. They're too in shock to speak. What in the world? Who are these people? Where were they raised? What were they taught? What did their parents... I mean, look, and we all... It's not... I'm going to say a word. It doesn't... Being a good parent doesn't always mean the kid turns out either. I'm not, there's, there's people that probably did a, a, everything they could, and some of, these, some of these young people turned into radical lunatics. So these are, this is by definition a snowflake. Too in shock to speak? Because Elon Musk bought Twitter? What on what in the world are you so afraid of? What in the world is so damaging here to your psyche? How can you not speak? The company, by the way, held a town hall to address employee concerns on Monday, a couple of days ago, when of course news news broke that Elon Musk was buying Twitter for roughly forty four billion with a B dollars. I'm going to read just a bit of this. Twitter employees have reportedly struggled with the news that the company is on the verge of being acquired by Tesla CEO Elon Musk, with some of them too shocked to speak over the billionaire's plans to promote freedom of speech. Just let that sentence sink in. They are too shocked to speak because the billionaire Elon Musk has plans to promote freedom of speech. So your freedom to speak on Twitter leads some Twitter employees too shocked to be able to speak. I'm waiting for someone in Chuck Schumer's internship team to comb the Constitution and find find a constitutional right that protects these snowflake leftists from having to experience such utter shock and dismay to where they are unable to speak. I'm waiting for somebody to come out, step to the podium, and tell us that by allowing Elon Musk to purchase Twitter and the ramifications of that purchase, that 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 business transaction, to the, the ramifications it has on employees there who are so shocked that they can't speak. I'm waiting for someone to tell me that that's a real violation of free speech. Well, Todd, by allowing Elon Musk to buy Twitter, he's caused traumatic experiences amongst the employees there. And this traumatic experience is inhibiting their abilities to speak their mind, to speak. They can't even speak. Are you in favor, Todd, of Elon Musk silencing 
this is how they flip this stuff. They, this is this is bizarre. We the people that respond like this, it really is narcissistic. It, it's almost like they say, "I'm going to throw a pity party. I am so important." They think I'm so important that I, my moral integrity and compass and standard is so high that if I find something, this is what they think. This isn't me. Okay, someone wants to grab a clip of it out of context. But they think if someone's standard is not as high as mine, they need to take cues from me. I mean, I'm morally outraged that Elon Musk bought Twitter. I am so outraged. I'm going to give America the silent treatment. Who, who cares? What in the world is going on here? Twitter employees too shocked to speak because the billionaire... Elon Musk plans to promote freedom of speech on Twitter. That's a fundamental American, well, not just American concept, a fundamental concept upon which this country was built and founded. And now we have people too in shock to speak. I'm waiting for some technocrat to do some study, partnered and probably funded by Dr. Fauci and some some of these other radical leftists that are ensconced in our government doing some sort of a federal funding program, some scientific research to show us that the real problem here, the real problem here is Elon Musk throwing away, throwing around his, his weight, his financial you know, wherewithal to purchase Twitter, thereby stunning people into not being able to express themselves verbally, therefore taking away, Todd, can't you see this? They're freedom of speech. This is the kind of crap, excuse me, that we are exposed to some of the crap ideas that come from the worldview of the radical left. This is this is narcissism. These people have a grandiose self-worth. They think that we are all sitting here thinking, "Oh my goodness, it is it is so bad that this person can't even talk about it." Let's have a let's let's shut down social media for the day. Just like they shut down schools. They, these people who are too shocked to speak are probably the same people who couldn't go to class in November of 2016 when Hillary Clinton, who they told us was the smartest woman in the world, was not allowed because Trump colluded with Putin. I mean, just listen to the stupid stuff we've been told. I am amazed. I am amazed at the things that these jokers can convince people is is anywhere near, anywhere remotely close to reality. I mean, they literally, as I hit on yesterday, ever so brilliantly, by the way, but as I hit on yesterday, these jokers, I almost feel like they go for the most obvious thing and try to convince us that it's not true. And they think, how about gender? How about something that, you know, little kids learn um, one of the first things they learn, the difference between mommy and daddy. Let's, let's hit on that, and let's see if we can trick people into thinking that this basic fundamental reality is not what it is. And when they get away with that, I sometimes think that these radical leftists are back in the back rooms high-fiving each other, saying, can you believe we got away with it? And I wonder, these same jokers at Twitter, these employees at Twitter who are too shocked, oh, they're too shocked. How are they shocked, by the way? Twitter was, I mean, Elon Musk announced this. It wasn't like it just came out of the blue. This was something that he said he was trying to do. He made an offer. 
right? I mean, he made an offer. They, they talked about it. At first, they tried to prevent it, it seems, and then they decided to accept it or they played some game. Who knows? But this is where we are. It didn't just come out of the blue. And these Twitter employees think that they, they're virtue signaling. The more dramatic you can be, this is in their, in their world, in their universe. I'm not saying that this is logical. I'm not saying that any of you listening can relate to this. I'm just trying to explain how it is that they think about this. In their circles, the more morally outraged that they can be, in their circles, the more dramatic they can be, the more, you know, the, the more that they can just show shock and dismay, and the more that they can virtue signal on this and act like they can't even cope. Maybe they'll go on hunger strikes. If someone goes on a hunger strike and gets ill or something happens, it'll be blamed on Elon Musk. I mean, this is this is how that edge, that fringe edge, I don't want to say thinks because it's not thinking. They have abandoned thinking. They have abandoned reasoning. It is all emotion. It is rooted in some degree, I think, in, in narcissism. They think that they are so important that we should all care about their moral outrage over this. Faux, fake, make-believe moral outrage. And what are they outraged about? Elon Musk believes in free speech. Absolutely insane. And I got to tell you, I mean, it's a little comical at one on one level as well to watch this utter insanity and stupidity. I mean, are people going to go and give Elon Musk the silent treatment? We talked about this briefly yesterday. What are they going to do? What are these leftists going to do? At Twitter, is Elon Musk going to face the equivalent of the deep state at Twitter? People who are going to stay there to try to subvert his authority and still do the things that they were doing before? Is that going to happen? I don't know. Are they going to quit in mass? Probably some. Are they going to, well, we know they're not going to be ideologically converted. Are they going to run off and try to start something else? Another platform? We've already seen people suggesting that on Twitter. I've seen people who have promised to leave the platform because Elon Musk. I mean, how, how ridiculous. I didn't leave. I didn't leave when the Twitter Nazis were leading the show. The only people that left from the conservative world were people that were shut down and locked down. Those are the people that left, and it wasn't because most of them weren't given the opportunity to choose. Twitter just basically said, you violated some obscure rule they give you some nonsensical explanation, just like YouTube gave me yesterday. And then they act like you are in violation of some policy, some core policy, when in reality, what they really want is for people to shut up, people who don't agree with them to shut up. Nothing says I cannot win the argument more than you can't talk. Nothing says... I am not interested in the t- truth you know more nothing says that more than to say I can't even stand it. I can't if you have someone purchase the company who believes in in free speech and that you should you know be able to share those opinions on the platform nothing says you care less about truth any more than saying I can't even talk about it. Big freaking babies. Give me a break. This is not to be taken seriously. This should be treated like a sort of 
moral weakness, not as some sort of moral virtue. Put on your big boy pants, put on your big girl pants, or whatever I'm supposed to say in regards to that, but but put them up and let's have free and robust debate. And you're not some morally superior human being because you're outraged that Elon Musk bought Twitter and he's going to use it or you know remake it or push it towards more of a free speech platform. Wham, freaking wham. Get a life. This is not to be taken seriously. People who behave like this should not be anywhere near the reins of government leading this country. No way, no shape, no form, no how. There's, it just shouldn't happen. And they shouldn't be taken seriously. And... I hope, I hope they're exposed. And look, I mean, look, they can, they can realize the error of their ways. I don't know. Some of these folks are so far gone. I, I just, I don't even know if that's conceivably possible. But I don't feel bad about this. It exposes a lot. And I, I've been thinking about this a lot over the past, since Elon Musk bought this. I think, what are the things that I vehemently disagree with that I... <laughs> that I'm going to tell someone they can't say. I don't even know what the answer would be. Maybe like a, you know, a, a legitimate threat to harm somebody, okay. Or a legitimate threat to commit, you know, a, something that says we're about to commit a crime. You know, a plan to do that, a plan to you know, do some sort of terrorist activity, okay. Like but to to say to you can say you hate America, you can say you hate the show, you can say you hate my god and Christianity and the Bible, that's go for it. I am not offended. In fact, I, I actually think it exposes I sometimes because I think I don't go around saying the things that I hate. I try to articulate the reason that these things are founded in, in fallacy and lies and they're not they're not based upon truth. I try to reason and rationalize with people. But they don't even want to hear it. They want to put their fingers in their ears, la 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 la. And pretend like everything's fine. These are not adults. These are children. These are narcissists. These are people who have, again, they, they, they've demonstrated they are not prepared for being an adult. They're not prepared. I'm not saying they shouldn't be allowed to speak. Don't misunderstand. That's what they would say about people like me. I say let them speak. But I say the judgment I'm going to make based upon this nonsense is that I'm not going to take you seriously. You are way above, <laughs> you're so far beyond your abilities at this point in time, these radical crybabies. They're so far beyond their, well, where they currently, their, their current skill set, their current character level, their current mental capacity to function. But I got to tell you, it's also fun to watch. Not because I don't take pleasure in it. It just it humors me. I can't help it. I find it funny when people give what they're going to give Twitter the silent treatment. They're going to give me and you or people walking down the street the silent treatment because Elon Musk bought Twitter. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, it's not going to change what I think about it. If you want to change what I think about it, maybe try to persuade me. There's a there's a concept that they've. Never considered because they prefer to just shut you up and tell you you have to believe this or you're labeled something. You're labeled a anti someone who doesn't believe in democracy or you're a racist or a homophobe or a threat, a danger, an insurrectionist, 
whatever. But they act like babies. This is petulant. This is childish. This is infantile. And I've got to take a break, my friends. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk, where we never throw down and throw, you know, fall to the ground and throw a hissy fit when things don't go our way. Instead, we try to pull up our big boy pants, rationalize or reason, I should say, with those around us to try to push people towards truth. We don't just throw a temper tantrum, a temper tantrum as these folks are absolutely inclined to do. Quick time out. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. Oz told me during the break she's going to be on a silent treatment as long as Biden, as long as Biden is president. I mean, it's the same sort of behavior we're seeing by folks here at Twitter, and it's not just at Twitter; it's in the media. There's some sound bites I want to play for you today. But listen, I want you to. I was just thinking about this earlier, and I referenced this in the first segment. The nine, what's the nine signs? I guess, of course, you know how this works. This isn't. um, This is just what groups of people say the nine signs of narcissism are. I just want you to listen to this and think if these people throwing petulant little self-pity parties, temper tantrums at Twitter and elsewhere because Elon Musk bought Twitter, tell me this doesn't sound like exactly who these people are. Grandiose sense of self-importance. And that's exactly, they think they're so important if they throw a temper tantrum in a fit that we should say, wow, you know what, this, this person may have a point. I mean, they are so upset. We probably should stop Elon Musk from buying Twitter. Preoccupation with fantasies. Well, there you go. I mean, they, they think that their temper tantrums are actually really effective in the world. But their preoccupation with fantasies of unlimited success, power. I mean, they think they have so much power that a temper tantrum can shut down the sale of Twitter brilliance oh boy i got a lot to say about that beauty or ideal love that's the second point the third or sign i guess you should say of narcissism number three the belief they are special and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other special or high status people or institutions it's exactly what they're doing with twitter if you have elon musk buy twitter i'm not working here and fine don't work there that's your prerogative don't work there but (laughs) But don't act like I just who are you? Who do you think you are? What what sort of self-delusion are you suffering from to think that you're so special that you could only work at Twitter if it's only other radical leftists? Of course, this is again who they are. It's just who they are. I don't know how else to say this. And by the way, I should mention I am reading um, from a website, man of many well, it doesn't give me. Yeah, manofmany.com. This is just some information about, about narcissism. There's several places where you can find this sort of stuff. For, fourth point, need for excessive admiration. Fifth point, oh boy, this nails, this nails it squarely on the head. Sense of entitlement. Sense of entitlement. I am, I am entitled, Todd, to a workspace where I am not so uh, bothered by who owns the company that I am just can't even put myself into words. I I can't work there. Give me a break, Buttercup. Number six, inter yeah six, interpersonally exploitative behavior. How is this not expo- exploitative behavior? I mean, this is manipulative behavior. I'm not going to talk to you until you make Elon Musk sell Twitter. I mean, this is what we're effectively dealing with. 
Again, what is this? Lack of empathy? I told Oz during the break, I, I can't say this with certainty, but remember, I it doesn't you have to think about the intersection of all these issues in pop culture and in politics today. But I would not doubt that some of these folks pitching a hissy fit over this. I don't have document. I'm just telling you my instincts here. There's no documented proof of this. I'm just telling you it would not surprise me if I'm allowed to do that. It would not surprise me if these same people who are pitching these fits, who are carrying on like petulant infants, literally like kids at the grocery store who want to get a ring pop and mom says no and they throw themselves in the floor and start kicking and screaming, pounding the floor and whatever else happens. That's what this is. This is 100% what this is. Um, But these are probably the same. It wouldn't surprise me, let me say, if these were the same people who you go back in their tweets far enough, you'll find them saying things like, well, that person wasn't vaccinated. They deserve what they got from dying from COVID or, you know, that's what you get sort of stuff. Remember all that sort of nonsense? I just, lack of empathy is another signal, another sign I should say here. Envy of others, point number eight or sign number eight, or a belief that others are envious of them. Just in case you're listening, radical leftists, I am not the least bit envious of you. I candidly would not want to live thinking about the world the way that the extreme unhinged radical left thinks about it. I just wouldn't want to think about it. I think that there's all sorts of problems that come that come from that. Um, I'm not the least bit envious, but a lot of these folks think that they're so smart that people just want to be them. You know, the people here in flyover country are not envious of the people who are on the coast or in these cities that create these political nightmares that happen right before our very eyes in lots of these these big cities. We're just simply not. Ninth bullet point here, and I've got to take a break. Oz is telling me here. Demonstration of arrogant or <laughs> and haughty behaviors or attitudes. I mean, they think they're they think they're important. They think they're special. They think by expressing their absolute disdain to the point where they cannot speak. No, no, can't even speak. So mad about it, can't speak about it. Elon Musk bought Twitter. You know, that should be enough. People should should see my virtue signaling. People should, and again, folks, this is, I'm talking about a very small segment. I've gone through this with you a lot. This is not the average Democrat. This is not, well, the rank and file Democrat. This is not the average, I even say liberal I, it is not. It is a, a fringe group, a fringe group that is disproportionately employed at places like Twitter, because it is they they see the power that they have and they see the political advantage that it gives them to work at places like this and silence voices like mine, like yours, like others. And now they are in meltdown mode because it is crumbling all around them, 100% crumbling around them. And it's entertaining to me. But it's also quite telling and sad that this is the behavior they exhibit. But this, again, when your light, when your, your worldview is built upon lies and falsehoods and smoke and mirrors, what else are you, what else do you have? They've got no place to turn. They've got no, they have firmly rejected truth. And this is all they've got. And it is quite the spectacle. 
I've got to take a break. Listening here to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. We're going to get to the MSNBC host who suddenly realizes the power of social media. I tell you what, it is, it is remarkable. But before we do that, I want to read some tweets. I think this is a reporter from the New York Times. He tweeted this out the afternoon, late in the afternoon of the day that Elon Musk bought Twitter, which would have been Monday. His name is Talman Joseph Smith. I believe he's a reporter with the New York Times. This is what he tweeted out. It is absolutely insane at Twitter right now in the virtual valves of private Slack rooms and employee group texts, according to an internal source. Basically, they're using uh, Slack, which is a what a social I don't know, is a social media app, a communications app, uh, or texting groups to basically freak out, um, according to someone within Twitter. Their take breakdown just now. So these are quotes he's gotten from people inside of Twitter the afternoon of the announcement that Elon Musk was buying Twitter, which would have been on uh, Monday. This is a quote. I feel like I'm going to throw up. I really, <laughs> I really don't want to work for a company that is owned by Elon Musk. That was a quote. The source at Twitter continued. Another quote here. I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. Oh my God, my phone's been blowing up. We have a meeting about it at 5 p.m. The CEO is going to address everybody, everyone about it, excuse me. I hate him. (laughs) I hate him. Why does he even want this, they ask. The employee continued um, regarding Elon. This is another quote here. I feel like he's this petulant little boy. I mean, pot, meat, kettle, my heavens. I feel like he's this petulant little boy and that he's doing this to troll. He doesn't know anything about our policies and what we do. His statement about our algo, which is algorithm, was blanking insane. We're just going to let everyone run amok? Nobody knows. That's the tweet. That Just, again, this is what was happening inside of Twitter. And the irony of ironies, to call... Elon Musk, the petulant little boy, as they are going on, I mean, it sounds like mass silent treatments. (laughs) Come on. Folks, I wish we all wrapped our head around just how fragile the house of cards that the radical left has built, how fragile that is, and how fragile they are, and how close they are to all Fall, again, I'm talking about the radical left, not average Democrats. How close they are to, to all melting down like this. It's going to happen if, if we continue, and again, if, if we win in November. Um, and we've got work to do. In fact, I got an email about that that I might get to, time permitting, later in the week. A, a, another good email from, from one of you. Um, because the election... I've said this before. There's a reason that you don't know who wins the game until you play it. So it's not over till it's over. Projections and predictions and pontifications and all that goes out the window. Votes are what matter. And yes, I know that opens up a whole other issue about 
election integrity that I don't want to get into at the moment. Not that I want to avoid it. I'm just I want to stay on topic here with with Twitter because this is this is important. This is truly important. So I want to play a soundbite <laughs> when we get back from the break. This is just incredible to me. An NBC, I think, host, a guest, I don't know. These people are all, again, these radical leftists, they all kind of blend in my mind into just utter craziness. But this individual on MSNBC suddenly has the epiphany, or epiphory, as Michael Scott would say, that that um, social media, that Twitter can be abused and used to <laughs> and used to hurt people in elections. Who would have thought? I mean, is Twitter going to shut this guy down, by the way? Of course, I'm not, I'm not suggesting they would, but if they were consistent about pushing false narratives with their previously ridiculous policies and so forth, that's what would happen. Again, I'm not calling for it. I'm simply saying the only ones that ever seem to pay the price for this are conservatives. And, fortunately, and hopefully we'll get to the point where none of that, none of that is, is even in anyone's um, way of thinking, no matter what their particular political beliefs are. But they are in utter meltdown mode over this. And I've got to take a break. My friends, you're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. So I referenced in the last segment this the realization. And again, of course, they only realize it now, or they've always realized that the truth truth being told. They always realize that social media could be used by people, by, I mean, it's what's been happening to make it, oh my goodness, it's just, it's remarkable. They've known this, but now that it can affect them, suddenly, suddenly it matters. So there's this host at MSNBC. Sorry, I got to pull this up. I'm actually having a little bit of trouble with my sound bites triggering to my to my soundboard. Um, I have to do it a different way. So bear with me as I get to this. So there is this host at MSNBC, which of course is even better to think about that. Um, and he suddenly suddenly comes to the realization that Twitter can be used by Elon Musk or, well, whether he knows it or not, by anybody, not just Elon Musk, to have an impact on the election. And he says it. And this is his beef. This is his problem with Elon Musk buying Twitter. His problem, his problem is that he thinks that, I guess, Musk is going to shut down this um, a free and fair election. But what's interesting is you couldn't have, have even raised the question before as to whether, if whether or not there was a free Twitter or- and fair election. Sorry, that started to trigger there. You weren't even allowed to ask. Now it's going to be expected, just like, by the way, it shouldn't be surprising, just like we couldn't talk. In, in 2016, we could only talk about election integrity or, excuse me, um, Russian collusion. 
But in 2020, you better not even utter the words. You better not even think the words. You better not even read the words, election integrity. They only care about, they're not principled. They don't have character. They only care about these issues when they think they can be used against them. And by the way, I don't want Elon Musk using a platform to silence people with opposing viewpoints to me. I'm not afraid of it. Actually, I love to hear it because it's ridiculous nonsense. And the more I think the average person hears it, the more they're going to be repulsed by it. Anyway, let's listen. Let's listen to this um, this individual on MSNBC kind of go bonkers over this realization. Just and as you listen, just think, what does this guy thinks think conservatives' problems have been with social media over the past several years? Listen to this. Own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else. And the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Well, no joke, Sherlock. Elon Musk says this is all to help people because he is just a free speech, philosophically clear, open-minded helper. I mean, these people are literally in meltdown mode. They don't know what to do. They know that when they are exposed to the light of truth that they get annihilated, and they're acting like petulant little children. By the way, I referenced this earlier, and I've got to take a break here. But we, (laughs) one of our shows, Oz, did you see which one that was that got shut down? I just got an email today, or excuse me, yesterday from from, uh, YouTube saying that we violated some policies uh, or whatever, some community standards or guidelines, whatever nonsense that they got, you know, standard boilerplate stuff. Um, they took down one of our show, uh, videos from a show. We don't even post these anymore um, for several. This is one of the reasons, by the way, on YouTube. I've gone back and forth as to what I want to do, but right now this is where we're going to stay. But these jokers said that a show literally that I think is a year old, I think – I'd have to, I'm, Oz is going to look at it, I think, and I'll tell you after the break. But we've been, got another strike on YouTube. I think that's going to get turned up. I think that's going to happen more and more in response to this Twitter stuff to appease the leftists who are, you know, in the fetal position over this purchase by Elon Musk. Quick time out, my friends, back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. I've I've tried to identify exactly which show which show that they've taken down from YouTube. And maybe it's not even a show. Maybe it's something else that we had done. But it's not something that I had done any time recently. This, uh, in fact, the, the title of whatever we did was um, summarizing, you know, the perspectives on election integrity. And I remember doing this. I remember just asking questions. Not even a lot. Not even allowed to explain what one side thinks about an election. It's just crazy stuff. But anyway, YouTube's punished us again. I don't care. I've got to go. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.